Hey everyone, uh, welcome to the start. I'm Patrick, and I'm Nick. Um, this episode's just like a recap episode. Uh, we want to say thanks to all our listeners. Uh, thanks to those who chimed in every now and then. Thanks, to mom and dad, I guess too. Right, Nick? Yep. Thank you. Thank you all. Um, really appreciate you listening, and uh, I think we have a really cool episode ahead too. It's a kind of a way for us to take a walk down memory lane. Yeah. It all. This episode, if you listen to it, also helps us. Uh, sort of map out what we're going to do for season three. So we don't talk about any guests because we don't have any of them set yet, but, you know, what we want to do and stuff. So enjoy it. Um, thanks for listening to the season two. Follow us, the start, at the start FM on Twitter. Sign up to our email list because that's where we give all the goods uh, before everywhere else. So thanks again, guys. Thank you. This is the start. Another season, you know, if television shows worked as quickly as we did, there'd be a lot more Mad Men yeah, and a sure. lot quicker. That's two seasons in a year. But a lot of work. What, but a like lot 20 of, uh, episodes? Great people out there left to uh, to record with. Yeah, man, we we barely got uh, scratched the surface. No, it sounds cliche. Who do we have this season? I mean, I know, but I'm just going to pull up the doc so I can see all the names. Mm. Um, so, yeah, bear with me. How's your day? Good. I, I think you should know who we spoke with this season there, Patrick. Yeah. No, I mean, dude, we recorded with like 10 different people. Yeah, I know. So did, while I do remember. I know. I was looking know, through the uh, list, too, and then you see one, and you're like, oh, yeah, and then you see another one, and you're like, oh, I totally forgot. And then you see another one, and you're like, oh, shit, that one was awesome. You, you forget. Exactly. Yeah, you forget. Well, on that note, who is your uh, who's your fave? Uh, top, th- yeah. top three. Top three. Yeah. Um, top three. Well, that's tough. And you can't – you cannot include Jessica. And I only say that because we were both really excited when we got her on the on the podcast. So, Sans Jessica, who's your top? She was an anomaly. Anyways, yeah. Um, dude, I like them all honestly, but I think that Ramit is uh, he's he's the most interesting. That's for sure. I enjoyed that was an in person as well, so it probably made it that much more entertaining for me. But uh, just sitting there and hearing him. Um, He's crazy. Like he's just such a such a, a schemer is the wrong word, but you know he was just a businessman uh, from the start, even as a kid. You know, she just trying to figure it out. Um, very, very opportunistic. Very opportunistic, uh, indeed. Actually, and like I said, just an overall character. Everything, man. He's just super unique. Uh, he's one of the special ones. That's for sure. Uh, yeah, I think Christine's story was cool. Um, she's great. Uh, a theme, you know, kind of sticking with this theme that actually a lot of the women on the on the podcast, if not all of them, um, getting involved just real early as a kid, as a child, 
um, yeah. you know, jumping right in, no, playing a, with it. Yeah, I think uh, Jackie, Christine, and Mung definitely had that. Uh, obviously, Jessica's conversation wasn't our standard sure, conversation, sure. which was fun. And, but no, you're well, right. And, Christine's and, was good. And then lastly, I guess, uh, and I loved them all, like I said, so it's definitely not it's last but not least um i think it's obvious because just another like pretty unique uh story you know uh basically a tale of no isn't gonna you know gonna do it you're not gonna tell him now um you know he seemed like he kind of by asking questions or asking why you know why can't i do this uh it, mm-hmm. it led to yes like why can't i pay rent with a duffel bag full of thousands of dollars. Why can't I do that? (laughs) You know, why can't I secure a place with that? Well, I think the thing with him too was it was like, oh, you can tell me no, but I'm just going to do it anyways. Totally. Yeah. And, uh, and, and that one was cool for a couple reasons. And I really hope people take the time, uh, that one, especially to listen to this, this season, because some of the ranting that went on, you know, really about our education system and uh, really, really thoughtful insight from Avi, from a guy, you know, who, who saw it, saw the issues and is now addressing them firsthand and uh, speaks really intelligently about it. Yeah, you know, at first um, I became familiar with Avi and, and what he was doing when I went to like a two hour info session, just talking about basic rails and I was like interested in it. And I didn't know anything about Flatiron School, and at the time, he was in that, well, what he called, like, the the shady landlord place. I remember that space. I mean, it looked fine to me. But um, one of the things he kept asking was, why? He's like, why does this do this? Or why would you do it that way? And at that point, I was like, you know, I I can't afford to drop the 10 Gs to go to this thing. I was like, but it's clear that he is not settling for the answer. He wants to know how you get to the answer. Yeah. Um, and before then I, you know, heard about the hacker schools and I was like, yeah, haha, good, good, good joke. You're not taking my money, but you can tell that he, if he doesn't, he, it seems like he spends all night thinking about this kind of stuff. He was really good. I yeah. liked him. I th- what about I think, you? Uh, I think my top three in no order were Jackie, Avi as well. Avi holds a soft spot just because yeah. I like really align with education and, and like making that better. But but J- Jackie's then, is great, man. You know, the, the, Oh, her story was incredible. the romance yeah. story, you know, played out the the modern day tech romance. Yeah. Well, and I think in two ways for her, I think in one that she's still, well, I'm, I, I would hope that she's still with her boyfriend, I believe by the time this releases, um, which it sounds like she will, but she's known him since mm, I can't. Yeah. Um, so there's that romance, but then also like, the company, uh, you know, she, yeah, she got to work at Behance, which is a fantastic company. Everything, um, and it it definitely sounded like she had a few struggles, internal struggles, and, and just struggles growing up. But everything worked out because of perseverance and hard work. Like she earned every inch of her success. Mm-hmm. I love that story. Avi, I loved his flair; it was great. And then I really like Wells Riley's. Um, yeah, you know, it was interesting because he didn't. How can I say this? It it sounds like he had a very um, traditional upbringing in the design world. In that he he went to school. He went to school for it. Um, he respected it. He enjoyed it. He learned through hard work and just diligence. Mm-hmm. Yeah, which I I think you know 
there's a lot of people, not any, I don't think any of our listeners, but just in general, I think there's people who don't realize that this shit takes time. Um, so it was refreshing to hear him like openly be, say that, you know, the, um, the startup site that he designed, I forget what it's called. Yeah, offhand. startups, this is how design works. Yeah, that he said that took him like a couple of months to do. Yeah, Most people would sure. think he'd do that in a weekend and he probably could have done it in a weekend, but it wouldn't have been as good. No, um, and then he, will, as, he was like, you know, he was running it by designers that he really respected too, you know? Yeah, like he did everything, uh, everything he thought he should do. And it doesn't sound like any of them were wrong, but regardless, he learned along the way. The thing with Wells is I think a lot of people, yeah, listening to this or listening to his episode can definitely align with him in that he even, you know, said this about himself. He was kind of an every guy, you know, he, he was there, he was doing it. He was working hard at it. He didn't think he was that good, you know, or particularly good at it. And there's a lot of people that might be sitting there thinking that they, they're just not artsy. They're just not artistic. They just weren't born with it. But I think he's a good case of that's, that's crap, you know, and that's not true. It's, it takes effort, dedication, working at it to get good. And he got, he got good. He got damn good. Well, like it's, you know, um, I used to grow up. I remember in like football class, like in football practice, like somebody would be like, I'm just going to work hard at it. And I remember someone saying one time, he's like, you can't teach height and you can't teach size. And, and basically what they're saying is that there's some people who are born with it and some people who aren't. And those people who are born with it just have a natural edge. I don't think that that applies here. I think there are designers who are just naturally gifted, mm-hmm. but if you spend the, put in the time, you're going to get good at it. I was talking, uh, I was talking to my brother. I was like, dude, how long until you became confident in your work? He's like, honestly, it wasn't until, uh, I forget what he said exactly, but it was probably closer to him being in his thirties than not. Hmm. And he's been doing, he's been a designer for a while. So he's like, yeah, he's like, man, for a while, I thought I was just putting out shit. And even, uh, Ira Glass talks about that one thing. He's like, he's like, there's going to be that gap where it's good, but it's not good enough. And you see that and you have to work Mm -hmm. through it and you'll eventually, break you know break that that um uh well i don't want to say you'll jump the gap and you'll really start excelling in your work regardless of what it's true uh i think also kind of something to keep in mind with him was the and that i think is really important is the respect too the respect of the craft you know so oh yeah um that's apparent and everything he does it seems like he's just very thoughtful about all this uh doesn't rush through anything you know really takes his time on it yeah, he was. I I like I liked his a lot. He he very much respected his elders and and the industry enough to learn about it. I think at this point he probably knows when he can and cannot bend or break a rule. But you have to learn them first and understand why they're there. Um, here's a question. I'm looking at the list. Mm. There's one person here that sticks out, not in a bad I know way. What you're but Brian, say. De- Brian Brian DeFeo. Uh-huh. So he sticks out because he is the only one that doesn't fall into our traditional set of designer slash developer. How'd you, and that was actually on site as well. Yeah. Uh, we did two on site. We did with Brian and Ramit. Uh, what'd you think of that? Well, one? that was actually by design too. Um, I think I didn't want to, I wanted to make sure that. Oh yeah. That was, that was one of your, your, uh, it was, right? I know Brian. Well, yeah, he's a great guy. Um, and I was really interested in hearing his story, even though he didn't fit exactly what you said, um, you know, the traditional, I guess, uh, person that we're going after. But I think it was important because in an effort to stay fresh, in an effort to offer uh, fresh perspectives and things like that, I really think uh, 
we had to like kind of dip our toe into diversifying, um, you know, who we bring on. So I think Brian had a lot of great, albeit not really, te- you know, technical or design insight. He had a lot of great insight about uh, doing something you love, you know, and kind of uh, bringing that passion to it every day. And his story was pretty interesting. Yeah, you know, I, I love the fact that he sort of, um, he fell into it. But he also recognized the opportunity, wasn't afraid to take the risks. So there you go. There's maybe another theme of opportunistic uh, thinking here. Yeah, I, I, you know, I was, uh, I wasn't hesitant that it was going to be bad. I was hesitant that it was going to be extremely different mm-hmm. and put us in a position where it might not be included or it might be included. Because you know, we, luckily we haven't had it yet. But I'm sure there's some podcasts who, you know, you might do an interview and realize that you know this just. It's not our best, so we're not going to put it mm-hmm. out. Uh, but I really enjoyed it. That was fun. And sitting in the room with him was fun. It's definitely different when you are in a room. And I think we felt the same with Ramit. Uh, it's different when you're in a room with someone because you can just feed off of that body language versus mm-hmm. doing like an audio only or even a video chat on the internet and recording that. Yep. Um, yeah, and he, he was happy to do it. So it was cool. Yeah. Well, actually, now I think about it. Ramit, while he is technically inclined, he... I could be misspeaking at the moment about what he does exactly, but it didn't sound when we spoke with him. It doesn't. It didn't sound like he still has his hands in like the technical yeah. side. Of no, so he I, sort of falls. I think in that you're role. right about that. I think uh, in his current role, uh, I think he's definitely uh, more of the orchestrator. I think he's kind of the the conductor of uh, of the fueled orchestra, if you will, or the or the fueled train. Yeah. Well, you know, I think with both of those guys, they. Brian might not be a uh, photographer by trade and Ramit might not still code every day in and every day out. Um, But they were both definitely experienced enough to be able to smell um, whether something was real or crap. Yep. You know what I mean? Like at some point, you know, if you're working with a contractor, if you're hiring a photographer, if they suck, you got to be able to sense it um, and fix it or can them or whatever. That is true. So what, we haven't, yeah, we haven't touched on Lauren yet. I thought that one was extremely interesting too. And it actually, another theme from the season that I think was touched on with a few different guests was uh, this theme of um, kind of travel, you know, going through, shaking things up, traveling, uh, getting re-energized. I think that was, uh, for me, that really resonated. Um, I, I've yet to kind of pull that move and I really want to, uh, you know, just kind of set aside some time and and go and travel and granted you know he was able to you know his lifestyle afforded that because uh he was kind of you know freelance developing or freelance designing i should say um at the time but that's something that i definitely took from from that is that i just want to shake up the snow globe as he said you know yeah no you know he he seems like the kind of guy that you'd ask him a question um, and he immediately, if he didn't know offhand, he'd be like, you know, I'm not sure I'll get back to you. And I feel like, you know, you'd look at him an hour later and you can see his brain still churning on that same thing. He definitely seems very, um, free willed, free spirited, but also very calculated. Yeah. Like I'm sure, I'm sure to some extent, the idea of going to, uh, Buenos Aires was somewhat on a whim, but also somewhat calculated. Like, it sounds like he probably knew he still had to like mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Af- be able to afford to pay, bills and just oh yeah it's, it's a good mix um and yeah I, you know it, like i said uh when 
we mentioned it in the show, but I have met him uh, numerous times actually um, out in San Francisco, and he is definitely extremely thoughtful. Uh, you know, like you said, yeah. when you ask a you question, could, you could sense yeah, it. Yeah, when you ask a question, um, you're going to get a thoughtful response. Yeah, and that's, I, I, you know, it's a lot of people don't think about it like this. I definitely don't in my everyday, but it's like quality over quantity, right? Mm-hmm. Like he could, it seems like he could sit there and just listen to you the whole time. And when he speaks, it's, you know, it's not necessarily going to be a poem that he recites back to you, but it sounds like it's going to be something of quality. Mm-hmm. He uh, he chooses his words carefully and they say what they are, or they mean what they're supposed to mean. Um. What do you think about Mung? Because we haven't talked about Mung yet. Well, Mung, once again, I know her. Um, really happy that she uh, joined us on the start. Um, Mung is a hustler, man. She's crazy. She's just everywhere at all times. She's always doing doing stuff. Uh, her work speaks for itself. And uh, I actually did not know. Uh, we didn't actually get into it, but I met Mung um, as part of the food spotting community a couple years ago when I lived in, in New York City. And... Uh, Mung would help them arrange these uh, eat-ups, you know, where we would go places. And uh, my favorite one was actually a dumpling crawl uh, throughout through Chinatown uh, where we would literally just hold forks and show up to each place and they would bring dumplings and then you would eat them. And Wait, they wouldn't give you a fork when you got there? As, like as soon as we met up as a group, we were all given forks and all the orders were pre called <laughs> ahead. They were pre-ordered. Uh, so we rolled up, we awesome. rolled up, Mung would go up, grab all these dumplings, bring them down. We'd eat them. We would chat about them. We would go on to the next one. And they were, it was really cool. So anyways, I digress, but, um, I know I've known Mung, Mung, uh, for a while and I think her work's great. And I had no idea that she was, you know, a Sims <laughs> fashionista, at first, and I had no idea that she was uh, into fashion first, and that's what brought her into this um, kind of product management uh, role or product designer role that she's in now. But I think it's kind of cool that transition for sure. Yeah, she. Um, I would have to drink an entire pot of coffee to have as much energy as she, and then some uh, yeah. resonated. Yeah, in that interview, but you can tell it's like not. Um, it's not haphazard. No, and uh, it's not fake. I mean, it, it is just there yeah. in, in full effect. Well, it definitely seems like if she's going to have fun, she's doing that 200%. And if she's going to work, she's doing that 200%. And what is what is interesting and, and maybe a bit of a stretch, her um, intensity towards um, what she does in her work, I also see similarities in, in that of Drew Wilson. Uh, I think they're for two different reasons, though. Um, like, she was super intense. It sounds like she still really wants to learn and help a lot of people. Yeah. Um, and just be have the opportunity to work on cool projects. Um, I think Drew does that as well. The difference is that he does it in his own projects. You know, uh, Mung helps clients. She is a freelancer, whereas Drew builds his own things Mm -hmm. that he thinks are helpful. Whether like, you know, he just, he did a calculator, uh, calculator app app called off of, and he built it because his wife wanted something a little bit easier. They had the conversation. It spurred the idea and he built it for her. Um, and they're both in the positions where they're able and inclined to just go off and say, I want to do this thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and their motivations are purely like um, self and not self-involved. That makes it sound bad, but it's purely motivated by themselves yeah. and their interest in doing something. Yeah, it's that. And I, I think he it's the confidence level where he just he knows when he's on something or he knows when he has an idea and he knows he can yeah. achieve the idea. You know, it's a two different things. 
Um, I think he gets humility too, in a sense, because he's like, you know what, I'm going to do it. And if halfway through he's like, you know what, I'm not going to do it. It's not a good idea anymore. He just stops. Like, uh, I'm sure the fact that he provides for his family based off of his, his work is a huge, huge factor in the thing. But I don't know how many people would just keep throwing time and money and, and forcing someone to work. He has this innate ability to just let it go. And actually, Monk talked about that idea, too, of being able to let let go of, of an idea or a project, even though it's yours. Like, separating the business and, and personal aspect of the work. Yeah. Um, and using it for the that's better. That's true. And that, that's not to say, you know, to clear up just in case anyone hasn't heard the episode, it's it's not a, a let it go, you know, just let it go. It is, it's go at it 110%. Understand the limitations of it or understand that it may not be um, the, uh, way, the, the right, right the right decision, the right tool, right? It may not be needed. And then, uh, you know, without being emotionally attached to it, uh, set it free. Move on to the next thing. I think the awesome the awesome part in Drew's story is just the, you know, how he's working on this this gigantic project. Remember the CMS, you yeah. know, and, and just taking forever and thinking it's going to be something. He puts it out there and lo and behold, this icon, you know, this little icon set. There was an afterthought, <laughs> you know, because... <laughs> Basically, like it was you, a byproduct. It was a byproduct, yeah, of, the byproduct project, of it, an and an afterthought. Really, becomes yeah. you know becomes this this uh, cash cow for quite some time, and it's it's an amazing set. Um, and yeah, I, I just thought that was like a really really cool part of the story. Yeah. Well, what's in, I, I think you know if you had to glean anything from that, it's the idea that uh, it sounds like he he all of his work he tried to do with a high qu- a level of quality. Yeah. And while those apps weren't the main focus, he you know still put the same amount of effort into them and it paid off. And and you just touched on I think the most important theme of season two and really the start in general. I think in, in my opinion is uh, quality. I mean, top to bottom, season two is chock full of of extremely high quality creatives uh, in whatever it is that they do. I mean, I really encourage yeah. everyone to to if if you don't listen to all these, I mean, definitely check out all of their work. Uh, you know, in in, in see what they post and, and read what they share. I mean, these are people that are moving um, their creative industries for sure. Yeah. So I wanted to hold this one off towards like a little later in our discussion, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. Uh, the famed, the well-respected and incredibly talented Jessica Hish. She was the season finale, mm. if you will. Uh, well, all right, she was the season finale of like guest, the guest finale, and then the recap, sure. obviously. Yeah. Uh, so she, well, I'll give a little for the listeners don't know. I'm okay with saying this. So every every before we record with every guest, we always send them prep uh, like just some a uh, prep email like, hey, this is how we're going to set it up. If you have any questions, you know, hopefully we can answer some questions now, etc. Um, and we usually send uh, a conversation outline. It's not something that we try to adhere to, but in any case that the conversation strays sure. or gets just the quality gets low, we can sort of use that to help us get back on the right path. Guardrails. And she saw the e- yeah guardrails. And she saw the email. She was like, "Hey guys, just heads up. You know, I've done probably fifty or so interviews, whether podcasts or not, about um, basically giving advice life, to young, yeah. To, yeah, life, her life and advice." 
And she was like, is it possible to talk about anything else? And at first, Nick and I were like, oh, no. Like, you know, we definitely want to talk with her because we think she's super smart. We want to hear from her. How can we, what can we do? So we jumped on a chat with her and we were like, let's just give this, let's just wing it. Um, and it was, I really enjoyed the conversation. It was definitely a conversation about nothing. Uh, not in a bad way. Not that she's nothing. But it was outside of our our um, typical traditional form and structure. Definitely out of our comfort zone. But I, I enjoyed it a lot. It was nice. The book that she recommended, I read it in three days. And I ordered the other one that she recommended awesome. too. Awesome. Yeah, that was... That was a good one. We were, you know, to be frank, yeah, she basically was like, look, can we do something different than what you've structured this entire podcast to be? <laughs> so, so <laughs> can we do something different is, than what you yeah, do? Yeah, than what you do, which is fine um, because, you know, Patrick and I got to talking about it and, and it came down to a decision whether we stick to our guns and stick to this framework, you know, that we've been doing um, and possibly lose Jessica as a, as a guest or... Do we, you know, make an exception here for someone who, yeah, has done this? We know her story. Her story is largely well-documented. So can we offer a different sort of uh, treat, if you will, to listeners? And I thought it was cool. It was definitely um, a conversation that touched on a few different things. And then she did throw in, you know, hints of insight as well throughout, uh, even though it wasn't specifically structured that way. And it was fun. And I think she found it fun. Um, but it bring, brings... Yeah, I hope she yeah, did. Yeah. And it brings up another point, though, Patrick, is that... I think that's the great thing about the start is the diversity of the guests. Um, you have some people here. You have someone like a Jessica who has told her story numerous times, well-respected. Her story is out there. Then you have some other people that haven't yet. You know, the, there's some... Yeah, the, well, like Jackie, uh, it was her first podcast interview Exactly. Ever. Her first podcast interview ever. There's people, there's people with stories that uh, need to be heard as well. And I think that's, you know, that's what we're bringing... So we're bringing here. So, Excited. yeah, I, you know, I think with Jessica's, you know, you mentioned it in a way of sticking to our guns, but I think it's fair because we do have a, a an outlined purpose and, and reason to what we do. But I also think that our ability to uh, just be open about it helped me. Like it was very much, uh, I, I, Nick, you probably think that I am a just broken record because I keep talking about what, what the fuck with Mark Marin. You a broken record? Me, yeah, okay. Uh, what the fuck with Mark Marin? If I feel like we fell into a similar style where it was just very conversational. She talked about her life. Sometimes she didn't. Uh, and I, I really enjoyed it. You know, it felt like we were in the same room kind of thing. It was really nice. Um, who knows? Maybe that's foreshadowing into what we might do or update with season three. Who knows? Uh, yeah. But I think that's a that's a good transition. Anything... You think we should change, do better, well, do different? Well, I think right off the bat, I think we should, similar to what we said about Brian, I think we are going to continue to mix in um, some some diverse creative backgrounds. I think we have set our si- yeah. we've definitely set our sights on a couple of musicians, uh, maybe some artists, things yes. like that. Um, so hopefully people dig it. Uh, what else? That's about it off the top of my head. Um, hmm. You know... I think interviewing Jessica, we we had a discussion at one point, and I think for me it was a crux of really thinking about why we're doing this. You know, we talked about it at the recap of the first season, but we started doing. I started. I came up with the idea because I didn't. I didn't know a lot about people in the industry, so I wanted to learn about people. Um, but I think it's fair to say that while having people of Jessica's stature is fantastic, and we can learn from them, most of the time they're well documented. 
the lesser known people aren't as documented. So don't be surprised if you see people you've never heard of on the podcast um, with a mix of people you have heard mm-hmm. of. I think that's, you know, if if this was given to a college student and they were told to learn something from it, I think they're going to get equal amounts of quality and insights from Mung as they would Jessica. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I, I think it's it, in the beginning, I was like, I wanted to learn about all the people that have a gajillion followers on Twitter. And now it's like, no, nah, man, everybody's everybody's got a pretty yeah, cool your story. perspective has changed. So yep. just, yeah, just sit back and listen cool. a little bit. Um, I think. Yeah, I think that. And then I think our content might shift, which is not a bad thing um, in comparison to the first episode to the 11th episode, which is Jackie. It's become a lot more conversational. Mm-hmm. Um, which I I love. Yeah, well, it, like exactly. The, it took a little, took a little bit for us to get in a little groove. I mean, yeah, we get comfortable when we get comfortable. Guests can be a little bit more comfortable, mm-hmm. uh, and it just becomes a more natural conversation. Well, and I'm sure that'll that'll continue. To and grow. that said, exactly, I think uh, then the last piece here uh, would be more onsites. I think they were great. I think they went really well. Um, and yeah. like you said, being there in person, it's just a different dynamic. You know, it's it's impossible to uh, it to copy to emulate. Well, assuming that our guests are in New York and they work out of some kind of cool office, it could be really cool to see a bunch of offices. Like when we went to go see Brian, they were in the same building as General Assembly, and we met up with one of the past guests, Nathan Mm -hmm. At and I had never been to GA's office, so that was really fun. You know, we went to Ramit's offices. He runs Fueled and Fueled Collective, and I'd I'd been there one time before, but it's such a uh, massive space that we sort of just got to – kick it in like a room it's, and it's so, watch the world it's happen so around cool. us. Yeah, it was really Yeah, that was super awesome. Yeah. Um anything else? We're hitting thirty minutes. No need to make this too yeah. long. No, I think that's it. I think uh I'd encourage y'all to sign up. Yeah. Put your email address uh and be the first to know. Oh oh yeah. Big oh, well biggest piece will be because we don't know yet, but biggest piece will be how this weekly how the weekly drop uh, is going to go in season one we drop them all netflix style and in season two we will be going uh, on a weekly release so look forward to that hopefully being uh, the right move yeah well i guess i guess you guys won't find out until season three correct uh, but neither will when we, we <laughs> yeah we won't either um yeah like nick said i would say sign up for the emails follow us if you can uh, i think the biggest thing for us is let us know if you want us to improve, um, if you think our guests are could be better, if you mm-hmm. think you could be someone who would be interesting to be on the podcast, let us know. If you think that my voice is annoying and you want me to stop talking, let me know. Yes. Um, I'm at Patrick B. Johnson. Nick is at NR, just the two letters. And then you could just tweet at us in the podcast at the start or at the start FM. Um so let us know. Don't be shy. Yeah. We're hoping that one day, maybe come season three, we'll be able to give you guys some like fun stuff like T-shirts or stickers and shit. Um, yep. That depends on advertising. And if we um, really grow that space and, and not necessarily make a profit, but make some money so we can put it right back into the podcast. Yep. Buy merch, not merch. That's like a band <laughs> term, but buy shirts, buy yeah, stickers, swag, maybe buy swag. better mics. Yeah, swag. Um, But yeah, I want to say that's going to be it. Thanks, everyone, for listening to Yeah, exactly. Patrick's Uh, totally right. If you like it, if you like us, share it. It'd be awesome. Um, Give us some listens. We love to do it. So uh, yeah, give us your feedback. 
Yeah. Uh, thanks for listening to season two, guys. Can't wait to chat with you come season three.